Welcome to the True Creator Podcast. I'm Allison Holly, intuitive guide, channel, and sacred sexuality coach. I'm also the author of the book, The Era of the True Creator. Each week, and with each new episode, I'll be sharing what it means to be a true creator, exploring the full spectrum of our multidimensional selves through a variety of topics, from the very human to the highly cosmic. If you are awakening and expanding into your multidimensional self, this is your place. Hello, true creators. Welcome back. So today I am answering a question that so many people ask me, and I'm actually surprised that I haven't done this podcast yet because I talk about it a lot. And every time I talk about it, people ask me, how do you do that? What do you mean by that? And so um, I'm going to talk about it today. (laughs) Uh, And it's really all about how do you enter trance states during sex um, or sexual contact? Um, Because this is something that I talk about a lot. In fact, when I do coaching for couples, this is one of the, the... sort of beginning questions that I tend to ask is, um, are you able to enter into a trance state when you have sex together? And, you know, this is also something that I talk about in my online sexuality course, um, which by the way, is opening at the beginning, I'm sorry, at the end of this month. So it's October, just in case you're listening to this at another time. Um, my eight week sexuality course is opening at the end of this month, which is so, I'm so excited to be reopening this course because, um, the last time I opened this course, it was January of last year. And I have learned and developed so much since then. And I'm going to be once again, revamping the whole course. So anyway, that was a tangent. I'll talk more about that at the end of the podcast, but this is something that I cover in there. Something that I talk about just a lot, because I think it's really important for us to one, know that that's possible and two, to experience it because it really does put you in a different place with sexuality. It sort of puts sex in the same realms as plant medicine with its ability to transform you, its power to um, sort of transmute the energy of the actions and really just bring you into a high state of pleasure. You know, it's almost pleasure sounds like a dull word compared to where it brings you. It, it re recalibrates your whole body, your whole energy system. It's just really wonderful. And so this is something that I really want everyone to understand and to know. So I'm going to go into it. Um, let's just say to, to, to be really basic about it, entering into a trance state during sex is purely about presence, being really, really present to the point where time sort of stands still or time just doesn't exist. It moves differently. It moves differently. And any time that we, the reason that this happens, that time changes, that it sort of stands still or you're, you're not really as aware of it as usual is 
whenever we change our frequency and we, we sort of move out of pure physical reality, we are then entering realms like the fourth density realm, the fifth density realm, um, where time is more malleable. So in this physical realm, we use time and it's pretty static, but time is actually not static, right? Neither is reality. It's just, it's all um, something that we can really play with. <laughs> and so when we start to go into these trance states, we're entering into different dimensional realities, meaning that we're moving beyond the purely physical. And that is another reason that I find this so um, important for people to learn. And so, you know, it's a gift. It's just something that, you know, I remember when I first started talking to people about this, I didn't realize that I was having experiences that most other people weren't. Um, and I can't imagine, you know, I talk to a lot of people, especially people who are single, who are dating, who are, you know, maybe experiencing different sexual partners. Maybe you're going on Tinder dates and you're just kind of experiencing a, you know, like very disconnected or fast sexual experience where it's just, um, pardon the crudeness, but sort of like hit it and quit it or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you know, we're just two people are getting together and they're just going through the motions. And, um, and I can say two people or more, you know, whatever you're doing. Awesome. Um, but I think that a lot of people, um, I didn't realize, and this was, you know, back before I started teaching sexuality, I didn't realize that people were not having these beautiful transcendent experiences in sex. And, um, I feel that this sort of experience during sex changes, it not only changes the experience, it not only changes you and whomever else is participating, it changes everything. It changes the world. And I know that might sound extreme, but truly think about the reality that we live in right now. And if everyone could gain such a high level of sexual pleasure, things would be very different. And I'm not saying that reality is bad. And I'm not saying what if anything needs to change, what needs to change? Because I don't believe that anything really does. I believe that everything changes from within. But it's just true that if everyone were having these beautiful experiences, our reality would look very different. And, um, and so my goal, you know, it would be almost like everyone doing plant medicine and gaining the insight and opening that plant medicine can create for people or transcendent meditation or an awakening, right? So, so this is a portal to awakening. Entering a trance state is a portal to awakening. And yeah, again, I think it's so funny that I haven't talked about this on a podcast yet. Cause once I get going with why I think this is so important, I feel like I, we'll never stop talking about it. <laughs> so, um, just, you know, a, a little bit of, 
um, understanding as to why I think it's so important and, and the potential for this particular ability and this practice to just shift everything. So um, that's the big overview, you know, but, but also the, the smaller overview is it just really feels so much better than disconnected sex. It feels so much better. And deep presence is something that a lot of people maybe don't understand. When I say going into a trance state during sex, I think a lot of people don't quite know what I mean by that. And therefore, maybe they're actually having a similar experience, but they don't know it. Um, and so, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, but um, let me introduce deep presence. What is deep presence? Deep presence is you are so there that you're not thinking about how there you are. There's not any thought that goes with it. Meditation can bring on deep presence. Um, you know, different practices that we do throughout our day. Maybe you're lucky enough to to dance. I love dance. Um, maybe you're lucky enough to be someone who enjoys going to the gym or running. You know, different practices that bring us into our bodies can be very, very beneficial for bringing us into deep presence as well. Because when there's no thought or, and that's another one that's very misconstrued. When I say no thought, what I mean is um, there's almost a couple layers of thought to the brain. And um, I've mentioned this before in a podcast and I talk about it a lot because in channeling, I go into a place briefly, just briefly of no thought, cessation of thought. And a lot of people when talking about meditation say cessation of thought is not possible. The brain is meant to think on and on. It is possible. And it's a hugely transformative um, experience if you can have it. It is not necessary to have cessation of thought to meditate, but it is possible. And I like to tell people that because it's a really big thing right now to tell people, don't worry, the brain is always going to think so you can meditate even if you're thinking. While that's true, there is such a thing as cessation of thought. I know because I go into it. So in channeling, that's the state that I go into in order to have an opening for information to come through. Likewise, this is, this is pure presence. Likewise, this state can be entered into when you're really deeply in the body or when you're meditating very cleanly. So, you know, going into the body is a really, really great way to reach this state because you're so focused on the present with something tangible. So that's why you know, sexuality practices are really, really amazing for being able to have that moment of no thought. Um, and as I was saying, there are a few different layers of the brain, right? So we can have no thought for a brief moment. We can also have um, the monkey mind exit the building, right? And that's usually where I go during regular meditation. The monkey mind leaves, the mind that's just 
constantly talking, constantly, you know, like a crazy person, just assessing everything that's happening, talking to yourself, reliving different situations throughout your day, doing your laundry list, whatever it is. That laundry list is something that people often go into during sex, right? You're, you're in the motion. You're not really connecting. You're doing your thing. And where is your brain? Your brain is thinking, you know, I wonder what I look like from this angle. I hope I don't look ugly. I wonder if I turned the stove off. What do I need to get at the grocery store? What did so-and-so say yesterday, right? It's kind of crazy. The things that we're thinking about during love making, you know, um, and that's the monkey mind. So when we are really present with someone, we can go deeper and deeper through those layers of the mind. And so I would say maybe the first layer to go is that monkey mind layer. If, if you're having a hard time entering into trance states during sex, if you're having a hard time being present, because that's really all I mean here, deep levels of presence, try going beyond the monkey mind. Just try that, you know? Um, and there are many, many different practices for that. You know, practice meditation, learn how to do that through meditation. When you're actually physically engaging with another person or even with yourself, all of this can be done solo as well, I want to say. So when you're engaging sexually, a good way to be present and to relieve the monkey mind is to check in with that other person or check in with the motion that is happening on a physical level. Be present with your body. Um, and, and again, there are so many different ways to do that, but it can really be very simple. And let it be simple. Let it be something simple like, I'm here right now, okay? So, you know, to kind of move on, I, and maybe this will help drive the point home and help explain some of this stuff a little bit further, but I want to go into why people aren't present during sex. Why aren't we present? Um, and this tends to clear up a lot. People are not present during sex for a number of reasons, but it can really be boiled down to just a few or even just a couple that I'm going to mention right now. And the first reason is that I'm going to call this one goal-oriented, that they're goal-oriented during sex, but really the basis of of this one is fear, right? So um, we're not present during sex because we're fearful. A lot of times this shows up as goal oriented. I want to do this right. I want to do this right so that, and you know what? It's not as altruistic as it might sound. A lot of people think I want to do this right so I can please my partner. That's not true. It's just not true. We want to do it right because we want to look good because we don't want to look messy because we want to be loved because we want to be accepted. And there are a lot of layers to that for some people. There are a lot of layers to that for some it's sexual trauma for others, you know, and trauma also has different levels. We all experience different layers or different levels of trauma. Um, you know, some have it really deep and it can be an experience that maybe doesn't seem like it would cause a lot of trauma to one person, 
but to a, another person, you know, maybe somebody said something to them about their body during sex one time, and that's traumatic. And to another person, it wouldn't be traumatic. Um, you know, for some, it's actual sexual abuse and different things like that, where we're just afraid of really having that level of presence because presence, oh, this is a whole, you know, other can of worms that I'm opening here, but presence, when we allow ourselves to be present, the reason that we avoid that, that we're afraid of presence, we might have all these other reasons, but presence brings a lot of vulnerability as it creates an opening for things that we've been pushing down to come up. So when we're not present, we're always resisting. Thought is resistance. Um, I talk about this in, I can't remember which podcast, but uh, I think it was just a couple um, episodes ago about, you know, how anytime we're thinking, that's resistance. We're creating resistance by thinking, just by having thoughts. Um, because reality flows, energy flows so much more smoothly when we're not thinking. And, you know, by not thinking, please, you know, reference what I just said, which is the, the different layers of the mind that we tend to function in. So we want to get ourselves to presence, but that can be really, our body can have a response to presence, right? We can have an anxiety attack. We can sort of shut down. This happens a lot. And I'm really glad that I'm sort of randomly um, stumbling through this because everything's coming up as it needs to. Let's talk about shutdown. Let's talk about the body shutdown. Let's talk about when we're on our way to presence. Now, this isn't presence. This is on our way to presence where we're feeling through those layers of fear and trying to be present. Sometimes the body actually shuts down. For men, it can be impotence. Uh, and for women, it can be, you know, um, not being wet enough, being too dry, not, you know, um, not having our, our body actually open, which it does. It relaxes and opens as we become more turned on. And some of those things don't happen when our body shuts down. We might actually become very cut off energetically. We might go into our heads predominantly and our body might become kind of numb. I mean, all of these things happen. I'm sure each of you who are listening to this have had your own experience of the body sort of shutting down because it's so afraid of that level of presence, of being present because it is so vulnerable and we've, we've got these past experiences that we haven't allowed through, that we haven't dealt with. So pure presence during sex can cause a body shutdown. No, I'm sorry. Let me, re, let me rephrase that. On our way to pure presence, our body can shut down. Pure presence, your body will not shut down. Pure presence, you are absolutely, your body is actually moving in a way um, that your mind isn't thinking about. It's, it's, um, it's natural. It's autopilot. It, it moves by itself. It's a dance. It's this beautiful floating on energy. That's what the trance state is. You're not thinking. So on the way to that no thought, on the way to that pure presence, 
sometimes we have these different, let's call them levees, right? That we need to work through levees um, in a dam that are letting the pressure out slowly, slowly, slowly as we work through these different fears that we have, right? So, so yeah, that was one. One reason, you know, reason number one why people might be um, shutting down during sex and why they, why they aren't having the ability or why you aren't having the ability to go into these trance states of pure presence is goal oriented. That's, you know, reason number one, we tend to be goal oriented. So let's talk a little bit more about goal oriented, being goal oriented during sex. Um, and I mentioned just a second ago that it shows up as I want to please my partner, but that's really not the truth around being goal oriented. If you are goal oriented, you're having um, a fear-based experience. You are worried of disapproval from the other person. There absolutely is that state of wanting to please your partner in the trance states, but it's not a conscious, it's not a thought in the head. It's not, it's not something where we go, I'm going to do this move because I know that this is the one. (laughs) That's not it at all. Um, You know, and a lot of times I, it's really interesting. I I talk to um, different people pretty often outside of coaching uh, you know, just random people that I'm meeting or, you know, things like that. And, and I got to say a lot of times I hear from people, I do this move because I'm, you know, or they'll say, I'm really good at oral sex. <laughs> Let's just say that uh, I'm really good at oral sex. I know how to do it. I know what they like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to say that's really, really, really um, not present because every single person is different. And it's also that that sort of statement is very, very goal oriented. I'd like to point out if you know, bar none, what you need to do in a sexual act, you're living from the mind. You are not paying attention to yourself or your partner. You're not living in the moment. You're living from the mind. You might be really, really good, but it's still an automatic response. It's still, or I'm sorry, it's, um, I was using the wrong word, automaton. I meant robotic. It's still a robotic experience that you're um, going into during sex. If you think you know what to do, um, you know, I was going to go on a tangent there as something a little more personal, but I think I'm going to leave that one out. (laughs) So let's just say, um, suffice it to say that if you believe that you know what you're doing, you are not being present with yourself or your partner. So that's, that's goal oriented, right? I've got to get this person off. I've got to produce an orgasm from this experience. Um, I want to have an orgasm. Those are all goal oriented things, but they're based in fear. They're based in performance fear around not wanting to be vulnerable and the fear of being rejected and the fear of not knowing what to do. Um, 
it doesn't need to be a rote experience, meaning it doesn't need to be something that you go into knowing what to do. The body has an awareness. The body knows what to do, but the mind doesn't need to know. The mind really does not need to know what's going on. <laughs> the body knows you know, regardless of what partner the, or partners or, you know, orientation or anything like that, the body does know it's got its innate intelligence and the body is really the vehicle for these trance states, not the mind. So that's why, you know, I'm going to go, um, point number two, why don't people go into trance states? I want to talk about that, but first I want to mention that, you know, if we're going into, um, if we're going into a sexual experience, the body is really the vehicle for those trance states. And so that relates to reason number two, that people don't get into trance states is maybe they, or you think that a trance state means something other than what it does. So it doesn't mean that you're tripping. It doesn't mean that you're reaching God, although those things happen. Those things do happen. It means that you're sort of in this flow, this flow of no thought, that you're sort of floating down this river and everything feels, it feels fluid it feels easy. The energetics of sex are sort of available to you to be present with, to experience. And it's not so much that you're, you know, um, that you're floating and, you know, in lotus position and doing breath work together. I, I think that so often people complicate this idea of sacred sexuality while there are really beautiful practices like doing breath work or, you know, meditating together with your partner or specific sexual um, positions, right? All of these things are really great, but they're not what sacred sexuality is. And they're not what these trans states need either. You can enter into a trans state much easier, I would say, if you're spontaneous than you can if you're sitting and meditating together. Because Jesus Christ, you know, that puts so much pressure on you and your partner's partner. If you sit and meditate and that if that's where you're starting um, and you're having a hard time getting into the flow sexually with your partner, it can make it actually more, it can exacerbate it if you say, okay, well, we're having a problem, so we need to sit, we need to meditate, we need to coordinate our breathing, on and on and on, <laughs> you know, those practices are really wonderful, I believe, if you are already moving together, if you're already feeling good, you've gotten past that first layer of um, knowing how to connect with each other without the mind, um, that, you know, then play with those practices. But I really feel, and I'm not sure that um, I'm on par with other sexuality coaches, but this is, this is from my own experience and my experience coaching. If you are encountering a block with yourself or with your partner, 
probably you don't want to just sit and draw attention to the block. Probably what you want to do is get yourself into a spontaneous place. So here's a good, um, a good assignment or a take home for this. If you are someone who's interested in entering into trance states during sex and you and your partner are currently in a place where you're um, doing sort of the robotic sex, right? Where you're doing your laundry list in your head and, and you're just going through the motions and you're not really connecting and you find yourself disconnecting from your body. The first thing that I would do and I'm going to give a different assignment for people who are connecting with their partner. So um, you, you get a lot of goodies in this one. So if you are having a hard time, though, if you're finding yourself disconnecting from your body during sex or disconnecting from your partner, um, then do something different. Let your attention move away from sex and into playing physically with each other. So go for a run together, go dancing together, um, go ice skating together, do something physical. It can even be a picnic in a park where you're out in nature. Do something together where you're in your bodies, where you're not specifically thinking about sex. Let life be more spontaneous. Go for bike rides together, do physical things together. Okay. And then maybe go try and have sex, you know, and you can schedule this. This is another thing. When I do couples coaching specifically, a lot of people are surprised, you know, they'll say, well, we don't have enough sex. We're not having sex as much as we want to. Should we schedule it? And maybe this goes contrary to what I was just talking about, but it's okay to have a schedule for sex. We have busy lives and I believe it's really just fine to say, you know what? Today is our date day. We're going to go for a jog. We're going to go have a picnic in the park. And then we're going to come back and we're going to be physical with each other. Let it be loose though. Let it be something that doesn't need to necessarily go to sex. Um, let it be open right? So you can, you can then, after all these fun physical activities, reassess what you want to do physically. So really take the focus off of needing to do something specific in the bedroom and let yourself be playful, you know? And really, I mean, playful, it can be in the bedroom. You can have a date where you're in the bedroom and you're just like, we're going to have a sleepover and all day, this is all we're doing and we're just playing, you know, <clears throat> and it doesn't even need to necessarily, like I said, it doesn't need to go into intercourse, take the focus and make it more broad, adjust your lens, expand your lens, right? Okay. So for those of you who are connecting with your partners, or if you don't have a partner and you want to do this with yourself, this is your assignment. So to enter into the trance states together, you can do a breathing exercise. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot, but here's a simple, simple exercise that you can do together. One, you can do that exercise that I just told, um, that I just talked about where you're going into your physical body and you're being playful and, and taking the focus off of sex. Also, a thing that you can do is go really slow go really slow together. Go so slow that you might not even be, <clears throat> excuse me, 
that you might not even be moving. It feels like you're not even moving. You're simply being together and enjoying the sensation of physical touch. So if you are if you are with a partner and you guys are doing, you know, pretty well in terms of being present, you're not feeling stuck with your sexuality together, go really, really slow. And that is your assignment. That's something to play with. I don't like to say assignment, but that's your take home. That's your homework. That's your um, joyful playtime together is just go really, really slow because this moves the mind out of goal orientation and it moves you into body presence and you might have things happen like um you know maybe if you're a man maybe you're not hard um and you know if you're a man or a woman you might just kind of lose interest uh, in the sexual act at least that's what it feels like know that when those things happen you're breaking down barriers internally and just let yourself be relaxed about the entire experience. Um, it's not goal oriented. There doesn't need to be an orgasm. You're just feeling each other's bodies and slowly building that feeling of pleasure within your body and your partner's body's body. Um, so I'm going to leave it on that. If you did this assignment, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what happens feel free to um, email me privately or send me a message on social media. Um, you can also, uh, and, and this will bring me into the next point. I want to make a couple announcements here. You can also leave a review on iTunes for this podcast. And I've talked about this in a couple episodes. I recently launched my um, Empowered Empath course. It's a it's a one-hour course. It comes with a really great workbook. It's very intensive or, um, you know, all the way deep into all of these different practices, but it's just an hour. It's called the Empowered Empath Course. So if you want access to that, it is available on my website, but you can get it for half price if you leave a review on iTunes for this podcast and then take a picture of it and send it to me. I'll send you a coupon for how to get that episode, or I'm sorry, <laughs> how to get that course for half price. So it's regularly 22. You can get it for 11, which is just a crazy deal. It's crazy. It's, you know, anybody who is empathic, if you need some help with that, this is a great course for you. It's really going to change your perception around what it means to be empathic or what I used to call being an amoeba, right? With no cell wall and everything just came in. I used to really struggle with it. So you can get the um, uh, Empowered Empath course. And if you want to, you can leave a review. Um, if you do these practices, I'd love for you to either leave a review or send me an email about it. Um, also, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast episode, I am going to be opening registration for my eight-week sexuality course. This course is all online um, and it, it's live coaching once a week for me. Um, like I said, everything's being revamped. It's a really, really beautiful course. It takes you all the way from building sexual energy 
to moving through fears and traumas, and then also bringing this newfound sexual energy out into the world. When you, when you all of a sudden have all this sexual energy, what I've noticed as I was teaching this course over the past two years is that people have this expanded sense of energy, sexual energy, and then people around them are responding to, to them differently. So we go through all of this in this eight-week course. It's perfect for individuals. It's perfect for couples it, because in couples, everything starts on the individual level. So this is really, really great whether you're in partnership or not. Um, and so if you're interested in that, I'm going to provide an email sign-up link um, in the description of this podcast episode. So go ahead and sign up for more information on there. All right, you guys, I'm really excited to hear from you about how this goes. Um, and I should mention too that, you know, I briefly mentioned, but if you are single, if you are not dating anyone, if you're not practicing sexuality with anyone else, you can still do this on your own. And I do this sometimes, and I'll probably do an entire episode on self-pleasure, but you know, I'll give myself, oh my God, just all the time. I'll give myself time. I'll light some candles. I'll do aromatherapy, give myself a nice shower or a bath, and then go into self-pleasure. And you can really, really go deep with that. You can really have a good time and go into trance states. You can give so much pleasure to your own body that you you won't need a partner in any of those instances. This is absolutely accessible, even if you're, you know, on your own. Okay. So I want to hear from you guys. Please do this exercise, change the world by being totally pleasured. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.